Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to this episode of the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietry, your host. I'm an experienced nurse. I've been on the front lines as a direct caregiver, and I've worked as an educator and clinical mentor. So I've been right alongside nurses entering practice in orientation. And today, this is part two of when nursing orientation doesn't go as planned. Just want to dive a little deeper into some of the resources and communication tools that you have when you don't feel like the role is really what you thought it was, and it's really challenging, and your stress is building up, and you're not really sure if this is where you want to be or this is where you want to stay. Tune in to part one. You can find that in most recent episodes of the CareerWise Nurse podcast show listing. I talked about your resources, who your allies are, and how to be really communicative about challenges you're having and the victories you're having as you learn to take care of patients. Because when you're in orientation, you're really learning how to take care of patients. Because when you're finished with orientation, you are going to be carrying a patient load. And I've seen many nurses, I've been with many nurses in the clinical setting where they didn't stay. There were a couple of objectives they just just were not able to master. And there's a lot of reasons why that happens. What I always wanted to impress upon those nurses is you haven't really lived the role as a registered nurse or as a nurse on the front lines caring for patients prior to coming into the role as an RN. When you were a student or a tech or an extern, You weren't an RN fully responsible for patients, but when you're on the unit where you're working, whether it's an inpatient unit or a hospital-associated procedure area, outpatient, or an OR setting, or interventional radiology, wherever you're working, it's heavy volume. They're never going to say, 
take an extra break. We're not going to give you as much work today. It just doesn't happen in healthcare. But you don't really know what you're going to be experiencing until you're there orienting in your RN role. You just never carry that full responsibility until you started the new role. So when you're there working with your preceptor, I'm sure that you're getting feedback or you should be asking for feedback. What do you see that I'm doing well? What do you think I need to work on? And your preceptor is really there to support you. They work with you most of the time. You may have two preceptors because classes that you take during orientation affect your schedule on the unit that you're assigned to work, that you were hired to work on. But when you're with that preceptor, are you able to talk about what you want to work on and what you find is most challenging in addition to what you really feel like you're doing well? And I just want to highlight, you are your own best and worst critic. You know what's going well. Your preceptor might see it differently, though, because they see it through the eyes of someone that's been carrying a patient load, at least for a while, on their own. So it's it takes work and communication and partnership to really see the objectives you have to meet during orientation and meet and document where you are, because you might see that you're doing well enough, and your preceptor might say, yes, this is going very well. But when you get done with orientation or next week, I need you to take four patients or do full workload for those four patients. And you might think, well, I was doing good with two patients or three, wherever you're at in your orientation, what you've built up to. Depending on what your orientation model is, you might be taking four patients or whatever the normal amount is on that unit. I'm just picking four as an example of what an inpatient unit might assign nurses, depending on acuity. Or it might be that you have fewer patients in the beginning and you get more as you go through the weeks of orientation. But if you have that full load, you're probably not doing everything on your own, especially in the very beginning. You're just really watching your preceptor, working with your preceptor before you do anything on your own with your preceptor supervising. So they might say, we want you to take more patients next week because we've got to get you up to full capacity in three more weeks. Or in the end of orientation, you really need to be doing everything on your own. And I'm just here as a resource. That really is how it get, how it is when you're about to be done with orientation. But I said there might be things that are really challenging in those objectives that you're continually working on. It's a lot of work. It's an exciting place to be. You're with patients, family members, your colleagues, the whole healthcare team, many disciplines working together to take care of sick patients. And since the time you first went on the floor to work with your preceptor, you have grown by leaps and bounds. There's no question. But I want to pause for a minute with patient care and have you think about how are you taking care of yourself? Or how did you plan your breaks and your personal self, your professional self-care, I mean to say, professional self-care. When you're on a shift, did you eat? Did you drink? Did you go to the bathroom? Did you see, did you feel stressed? Did you see the stress on the other people around you? How do you see that now when you look around at your colleagues? Do you see it a little differently with a little more detail in terms of what they're dealing with or what your patient's are experiencing that you have to manage with your preceptor? How do you feel when you leave your shift? And what time are you leaving your shift? 
Do you feel like your preceptor is efficient in getting done with report and getting out of there at the end of the shift? Have you talked about that with your preceptor? How's it going with giving report, the handoff at the end of the shift, or getting report from the previous shift when you start your shift? How's that going? Do you have a worksheet that you use? How comfortable are you with that process? And have you made any observations in terms of what people are telling you or not telling you? And how long does a report take? Because that report can take a long time. It it doesn't have to, but is your unit really finishing up when they should at 7.30 a.m. or 7.30 p.m.? Or is it the norm that report goes on for a long time and you're waiting to get report or give report for all your patients? You may not really have a strong feeling or an assessment of the challenges on the unit when you're in orientation in terms of getting done on time. And it may be that the manager is saying or the director is saying, we got to get done on time. We got to cut down on the end of shift overtime. How do people do that if if that's the message in huddle or that's the, the rumor on the unit, you know, that we got to finish up? Or is there no talk about that? And it's just the norm that they get done whenever. I started by talking about your workload and the support you're getting with your preceptor and feedback, getting feedback, giving, having a conversation about how you feel it's going, and then asking them what they see that you need to work on, because how are you going to manage on your own when orientation's finished? Or in the last couple of weeks or last week of orientation, how are you going to manage as if you were done with orientation and on your own? And then I said, how are you managing your own professional self-care, you know, getting breaks, How long after the shift should end are you there? Do you see that it's dragging on or that you're not nearly done and that you have to write progress notes and finish charting? Is this because you're still learning or is this because this is how your preceptor is orienting you? Lots of things to think about. I say this because I've seen nurses who haven't been able to meet all the objectives. They just can't handle the workload or they're not necessarily open to feedback and don't necessarily feel like, They're getting all the support they need. Is it because there's embarrassment because you can't quite do things just the way you're trained and being told to do it? How does that make you feel? Do you feel supported? Do you feel like you can ask for support from someone like your preceptor? Do you walk out of work feeling good or do you feel stressed or do you feel like you didn't do a very good job and you're crying? And even though... I don't believe it's the case that you didn't do a good job on your shift during orientation. I said, we're our worst critics and we think about how it went over and over. And do you want to go back the next day and do it well? Or do you not want to come back at all? These are what the nurses going through orientation, this is what they experience, those different feelings on a regular basis. So the goal is that you feel good at the end of the shift consistently, knowing you're growing. And of course, you want to get positive feedback and reinforcement on all the good. And you want to be able to show progress in the challenges, whether it's communicating with patients and family, which might be really hard in the beginning because you're building up your confidence in your RN role, just going in the room and making it look like you know exactly what you're doing. Or you had a complicated patient. You had to make phone calls something changed in the status, and you've only made those phone calls to the doctor or the provider 
a couple times. But now you know how to plan out that call, like using SBAR, Situation Background Assessment and Recommendation. You came up with a recommendation. In the beginning of orientation, you probably didn't really want to say what you thought the recommendation is, or you probably said, I have no idea. What do I recommend to your preceptor? But now you know pretty much the basics about what you need to communicate in a phone call rather quickly and concisely when a patient's condition is changing or you need an order clarified. So you are growing by leaps and bounds, but it doesn't always feel good. And it's really hard to focus on the positives when your day is very demanding. You never really have a break or feel caught up because that's the nature of the work. Now I say it's constantly busy. There's always changes. People are around all the time doing many things. How does this all make you feel? You're new in your role or new in your career or both. If you're, This is your first job. And there's a lot of pressure and things pulling at you all day long. Are you able to be resilient, go forward, rest, recover, prepare for the next shift, and look at the greatest challenges you have and come up with a plan with your preceptor and how to meet those? And do you have support outside of the unit to do that? Do you have the education team, an educator, or the mentor who's there to help pair you with your preceptor and support you in your orientation? Do you have these resources? Do you have the resources to go forward? And do you feel like this is a place you want to stay? I've said that orientation, it's a mutual time for you to decide if this is the right fit and for the organization to decide if this is going to be the right fit. With that, it's much easier to walk away from a job for you and for the employers to have you leave when you're in your probationary period, which generally aligns with your orientation timeline. But is this where you want to be? Is this the role you want to keep going with? I don't mean it's easy to walk away, but is this where you want to be in terms of how you feel, how, how, what the activities of your job are every day and how you, how the team works. This is what everyone is doing all day long. Run, 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 stress, take on more work with great results for connecting with patients and providers, people that are passionate to help you or to take care of patients just like you do. But how do you make sense of it all? Who are you going to call? That's why I asked if you have someone outside of the unit that's your support person as you go through orientation. They may be meeting with you on a regular basis every week or two. Hopefully it's at least every two weeks that you're checking in with someone who's, who's off the unit support to help you evaluate the objectives and hear from you how it's really going. Because That person is not carrying a patient load and they are there to support you. Hospitals hire people to help you evaluate your orientation and your progress in collaboration with your preceptor, the unit director, and other members of the team. Hospitals want to keep you. It takes time and money to hire and train you. They're not just disposing of employees. They don't have extra labor to easily replace people who come to work and decide not to stay. And I don't walk around telling people, this job isn't serious. Give it a try and see what happens. This is a serious job. And I don't really know anyone that came in as a new nurse or a new hire and didn't give it their all. But as they get towards the later days of orientation, they might decide, 
this isn't where I want to be. And in part one of the series on when orientation doesn't go as planned, I said, sometimes people realize it's not sustainable to work shifts, long shifts, because of how it affects their home life. But they didn't know that when they came to work for the first time or started during hospital orientation. Now he or she has lived this for a while and you have to reevaluate how it affects your life. And how do you feel when you get home? What are your days off like? What are your days on like? And do you, do you really want to be in this setting? And what do you hear from leadership? They are supportive, but do you keep getting told you got to work short? Do your, do your colleagues who are not on orientation, the team members or the, the other nurses on the unit, do they accept that? Or is there support to really bring in people so that you're not constantly working short? So if you're starting to feel like this is not necessarily a good fit, and what are the reasons? Can you write those down? I said, who are you going to call? Do you want to call someone who's an independent person who can help you, like me as a coach, who helps people sort out where are they in their career and where do they want to go? From the very beginning, even pre-launch, before you actually get to your first job, or after some time, whether it's a few weeks or a few months or a few years in a job. How do you sort that out to look at what does it really mean to be in that role? And where are you going to go next? You need to have a five-year plan and a three-year plan for your career from the time you even start your first job. Have you made the plan? And doesn't mean that it's going to stay, but how do you reevaluate that as you go through your work experiences? You need some support. You can start with the people in the hospital who are there to help you be successful in orientation or evaluate what it is that, how it's really going, but you can find an outside person like a coach such as myself to help you. So examples of when I've worked with someone who found that it just wasn't the right fit. We needed to look at what uh, could they do to, to leave the unit and did they even have to come back to work for any more shifts? And I didn't get directly involved in the decision that, the decisions that nurses have made when they decide they don't wanna be there anymore. What I do do is help people find their resources within the organization so that team member, that's the mentor or the educator off the unit, and also the employee assistance program so that you know what your rights are as an employee and what it means to leave after orientation is done. How many shifts do you have to endure during orientation or after you're off orientation before you can leave? And no matter what in an organization, you want to leave knowing that you could be rehired because some organizations have a lot of opportunities for you in a variety of roles. So before you decide you're leaving the organization, stop to think about, are there other roles you could do in the organization? And would the director or manager of the unit you were hired on help you to find those openings? I said, there's a lot of openings out there for nurses and it's not just in the hospital, it's everywhere. So are there jobs where you could go as a new nurse, get oriented, and find a better fit, better commute, better hours, better workflow, and still be developing the critical thinking skills and the knowledge base that a new nurse will flourish with and contribute and be fulfilled with in their work? So all this talk for about 20 minutes about when orientation doesn't go as planned, and I'm getting to the point where... I've given you some examples and I've shared where I've been with people and I'm saying there might be other options for you in the organization or do you want to leave the organization? These are the things you need to think about. And just to wrap up, 
leading up after all this conversation, I say that when you're hired in an organization, I'm not sure that the expectations that you're given are realistic. Organizations want to keep you and they want to fill their openings and they don't know how you're really going to work as an RN. They can get references. They can have you shadow and hear about the questions you ask when you're on the unit. They can hear from you why you want to be there, but they don't really know how you're going to function in that role. And neither do you until you're there in that environment, that setting, in the healthcare setting, because hospitals and healthcare, it's a different language. And even when you're a new nurse, you've been in clinical settings, but you haven't really become fluent with the organization's language. What is their nursing model? What is the report format? You know, what um, you might know what SBAR is, but do you know what Team Steps is? How do they communicate about workplace safety, supporting people, um, implementing evidence into practice? What are they doing? You're going to get a lot of things thrown at you. So the expectations of what you're really going to be expected to do in the job, it's more than you're going to take care of four to six patients or in a critical care or step down, you're going to take care of one to two. But what's involved? And those expectations, they can tell you and you can see the job description, but really what it means, it's not realistic to to think that everyone who's hired can go in and do this job. And so that orientation time or early in your time as an employee, you may decide it's not the right fit. And you could have had an inclination that it wasn't going to work, but you really wanted to keep going with this when you started. And you were so excited when you got hired. You were telling everyone where you were going to work. You've always wanted to work there. Or it's an area you really liked when you were in school and you decided that specialty or that practice area or that general area is really going to be good. But you get there and you operationalize the role and you find it just isn't for you. It's okay. It's healthy to realize what is a good fit and what is not, and to look at your growth and look at the challenges and make a decision that is right for you. Well, when you get hired, people are not telling you, give it a try, let's see how it goes. They don't tell you that, but they should be because it's the truth. That's how it is. So I ask nurses when they're going into a role or early in a role to think about what is realistic in the role and what just seems unfeasible. And how can you keep the end in mind getting through orientation or removing your situation from that stress and that craziness or the risk that you feel like you're being put in or the harm to patients that you're potentially seeing as you launch and grow and try to thrive and seek to thrive in your career? Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.